Hey, welcome today to the Revival Way podcast. I am your host, evangelist, Taylor Michael. Today we're going to pump you up full of the Word of God to get you delivered out of any work of the enemy and to get you empowered and activated to go out and build the kingdom of God with full faith and no hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Enjoy. You can sit down, everybody. Brenda, when I was over there, before Mike asked if he could pray for you, I felt the Lord tell me that revival fire is coming to your home. It's coming to your home. It's not just coming to your marriage. It's not just coming to your family. It's coming to Sydney. It's coming to your coffee shop. It's coming everywhere that you go. You are a revival. You're the spirit of revival. You carry the revival. I receive that. Amen. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Josh Dingle, would you stand up for me, please? Can everybody read his shirt for me? It's not a dad bod, it's a father figure. You can sit down. I just love the shirt, man. That was amazing. Amen. Hallelujah. Actually, Mike, could you come back up here before I preach? Uh, everybody, sorry. We're going to get you a leg pump. Could you stand up again? I just felt like we were supposed to give Mike a round of applause because I just wanted to let you know that I'm so thankful for you. And just so everybody knows... All of this would not be possible without Mike and what Mike's done. So yes, please. It's like my dad and Jenna, of course. Jenna's his better half. I figured everybody just assumed that she did half of it. Thank you guys so much. I love you guys. Well, everybody, if anybody's heard me preach before, it's not normal. I just got to see where where I got to start. And once I know where to start, I'll I'll know where I'm going. Turn to Psalm 23 with me, if you would. If I yell at this, does it hurt anybody's ears? Or is that okay? Fire! That's good. Just got to test it out. I was praying earlier this week when Mike had asked me if I would preach tonight. And normally the way that it works. Got some communion. Normally the way that it works with me and God is he'll give me a, a topic. I heard a really wise man of God one time say, typically in every single service there's a bullseye that you're trying to hit. God wants something done in every single service. Doesn't matter who's in the service, doesn't matter what they look like. God typically has a bullseye for every service that you're in to where he can minister to the hearts of the individuals. And tonight, even as I was praying just now, all I saw was this massive bullseye and just this flame of fire in the bullseye. And all week long, the only topic the Lord has been giving me is revival fire. What it looks like to live a life of revival. People that are here tonight, obviously, are people that are hungry to live in revival. If you're hungry to live in revival, when you get into a spiritual atmosphere like this, this is where you catch the fire of God. This is the kind of place where if you're willing to yield your spirit, you can get your healing, you can get your deliverance, you can get your blessing for your family, a prophetic word that will change your life. These are the kind of atmospheres that change lives. I know it. It's changed my own life. And so the Lord just kept pressing on me, tailoring 
And I'll share my story about this. But the Lord told me, Talon, I've put fire on you, and it's your job to give it to other people. He said, I've put a fire on your life that's rare. I've put something on your life that people can't conjure up. Even though you can go in the secret place, even though you can read the word, you can get just about anything from God. But God gives very specific, very powerful things to different parts of the body. And he gives it to people so that they can administer it to other people in order to build up the saints. That's what it says in Ephesians 4. That's why we have the offices, the gifts of God, the gifts given by Jesus for the perfecting of the saints. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that those that get the spiritual gifts and they press into the spiritual gifts, they're there to mold and commend all of the saints. See, the spiritual gifts aren't just for evangelism. The spiritual gifts are to take care of the bride of Christ. God's given spiritual gifts, like he was talking about in 1 Corinthians 12, for the building up of the church. So when we grab the fire of God and we realize that we have to live in the fire. I remember the born again event. Nick went up there and I watched Nick crumble with humility at what God was doing that weekend. And the number one thing that stood out to me was he said, it's great to come to an event and to catch fire. And it's great to even stand by the fire. But not many live in the fire. But you are people here tonight that will live in the fire. You're here tonight to catch the fire, to walk in the fire, to go everywhere with the fire of God. Fire is contagious. It doesn't matter how young you are. Trust me, ask me. I'm not very old. I am compared to my friends. Doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. The fire of God is all the same. So the Lord said, Taylor, preach on the fire of God. Preach what it's like to live in the overflow. Why should I preach on that? Because I haven't had a second in my life since I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire that I haven't lived in revival. Even when I was backsliding for a season of my life. Didn't matter if I was in the bars. I was still telling people about Jesus. I couldn't help it. I would still see people on crutches and I'd have to pray for them. I'd see people manifest and I'd have to cast the devil out. When there's a fire on your life, it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. You'll bring the fire everywhere you go. And so I want to, I want to talk to you about the fire. But we're going to read Psalm 23 really quick. Psalm 23 gives you such a beautiful picture as to what the fire, what the anointing, what the Spirit of God on your life will do everywhere you go. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Say, restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Say no evil. No evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Say overflows. overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, when God anoints your life, which it says in 1 John chapter 2, in verse 20 and verse 27, that we've all received an anointing by the Holy One. It's the same anointing in us that teaches us all things. And it's the same anointing upon us that gives us the ability to carry the fire everywhere we go. The Bible says that He anointed my head with oil and my cup overflows. Every area of your life can be lived in an overflow. Doesn't matter if it's financially, doesn't matter if it's mentally or spiritually. Oh, they're already catching up. Look at that. That's the fire of heaven. If you have a seizure, we'll, we'll raise you up. Don't worry. We'll lay hands on you. No more. Stop it. 
does it again. Oh, all right. <laughs> we got alarms going off. We got lights flickering. That's the fire of heaven, Mike. I'm telling you guys, I've had seasons like this. Literally, we've had seasons like this before. Before we left for California to Azusa in 2015-16. On our way to Texas, we had like alarms. Fire alarms. It is like this is the Lord is doing something like there is Say amen. 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 The fire of heaven. See, what I was saying is that when the anointing comes on your life, it's your responsibility. Say, my responsibility. My responsibility. It's our responsibility to know how to walk in the anointing. The anointing is not just for the pulpit. The anointing is not just for worship. The anointing is for your job. It's for everything you do in your school. It's for your family. It's for your marriage. The fire and the spirit of God on your life is so that your cup can overflow. Not so it can be full. Not so it can be three quarters full. So that your life, it looks like a life of overflow. Does it look like trials will come your way? Absolutely. We know trials will come your way in the Bible. But every time that it mentioned trials in the Bible, Paul said, I was delivered from them all. Amen. James said, consider it joy when trials come your way. There's things that will happen in your life, which is great. But it's there to soak the fire. It's not there just for fun. It's there to remind you that there's something greater in you than what's in front of you. There's something greater in you than what's coming against your life right now. And that's what the fire of heaven will do in your life. That's what I've noticed the fire of heaven has done in my life. There's been an overflow of joy, an overflow of authority, an overflow of perseverance, a hunger. Say hunger. A hunger in my heart that is yet to cease since I received a fellowship and relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's the best thing that you could have ever experienced in your life. So I want to take you back to Old Testament. What does it look like when God's fire shows up? If you Google fire talked about in scripture, I found over 40 distinct scriptures that talk about the fire of God. Anything that's spoken of that much in the Bible should be paid attention to. God wants you to understand what his fire will do in your life. So I think all the way back to Moses. What happened with the burning bush? It said that a messenger sent of the Lord appeared to Moses in the form of a fire on a bush, but the bush was not consumed. See, God will come and speak to the least likely individuals, the very people that say, there's no way God could use me. I have a stutter. There's no way God could use me. I murdered somebody. There's no way God could use me. I ran further away than anybody else where I grew up. But God will appear to you with his fire, and he'll give you the fire to go and lead three million Israelites out of slavery and into the promised land. God's fire, it doesn't take a lot. It takes one encounter with the fire of God to change a nation, to move three million people. To move three million people, it takes a little bit of the fire. A bush. Probably wasn't even that big. A little bush. A little bush. And so as the Lord's ministering to my heart, I was thinking, okay, Lord, I get that. That's the fire of heaven. What next? Immediately, I think next. The pillar of fire that led the Israelites throughout the wilderness. A cloud by day, a pillar by night. The Lord said, as long as you stay near the pillar of fire, I will keep you warm. I will protect you. It will supply everything that you need by nighttime. It says in Psalm 91 that those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. That there's nothing in your life that you can see that you can't see in the morning, at noon, at night, during the dark. Nothing in your life can come against you. The Bible says, do no harm to my anointed. The Bible says, you're all anointed. You all have authority to resist the devil, and he will flee from your life. And that's what revival looks like. Revival looks like people turning away from sin, turning away from their normal life, and realizing who they are in Christ. And they catch the fire. Say fire. 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 
They catch the fire. When you catch the fire, it doesn't matter where you are. You'll take it everywhere you go. But you have to be willing to hold on to it. You have to be willing to live in it. You have to be willing to give it away. You have to be willing to give it away. So the next, the next uh, scripture that I saw about the fire that really stood out to me was Amos chapter 1. And this one I loved. This was powerful. Because it said in chapter 1 that the wall of Tyre, that God set fire on the wall of Tyre and destroyed the strongholds that were on the wall of Tyre. God will send his fire to destroy the strongholds that might be in your life right now. It could be a relationship. It could be sickness. It could be mental illness. doesn't matter. Those, those people, like Brenda was mentioning, you could be in here tonight and you've thought about ending your life. You've thought about walking away from God. You've thought, he can't hear me. He doesn't see me. Give his fire one second. Give his fire one chance. It took him six days to create everything that you see here. He doesn't need more than six minutes to hash out any one of your problems. And I've seen it in my own life. And if he'll do it in me, he'll do it in you. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That means what God has done in one person's life is a prophecy for your own life. If you know of people that have been delivered of these certain things, you can guarantee God is no respecter of men and he'll do it for you. Not only will he do it for you, he'll do it for your husband. He'll do it for your families. He'll do it for every person that you come in contact with because he loves you and he's got something to give you. Can you say amen? Amen. You feel the fire? There's something different about it. I'm telling you. It says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, I believe, our God is a consuming fire. Everything that gets in the way of God, He consumes. It's a beautiful image. He'll consume your life. Leonard Ravenhill once said, light yourself on fire for the gospel and people will come to watch you burn. Do you know how many people were shocked? David Wagner prophesied this over my life. He, he's amazing. Comes up to me, puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, the Lord tells me that people are still scratching their head about you. He's like, amen. You're not wrong, prophet. When people saw what happened in my own life today, you can ask Elizabeth. We semi grew up together. She knew who I was before Christ. She was blown away when she saw what God could do with a man. There's nothing special about me. I just told, I chose to give in. I got off the fence. I chose to get out of the lukewarm water and to step into the hot river. I chose that. And once I made that decision, I realized that I could really walk and live in this fire like Nick was saying. And I realized that this fire would lead to very powerful things. People would get born again. People would be baptized in the Holy Ghost. People would be healed. People would be delivered. And I could tell people, Jesus is coming soon. So you need to go share the same message that I am. And that's for you tonight. The same fire that was put on my life, God told me it's up to me to give it to you tonight. And we might go full Pentecostal. I'm going to lay hands on everybody just so you know. Amen. It's going to be a fun one. So I'm glad that it's a little bit different. We don't have 100 people in here. Half our congregation is the Daigle family. And I'm very thankful for it. Amen. Amen. Say fire. 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 The fire of God is very, very real. I had an encounter when in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. John the Baptist is preaching. And he says, I baptize you in water for repentance. But the one who comes after me, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. The Holy Ghost and fire. He said he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. I think about the prophet Jeremiah. In chapter 20, verse 9, he says, it's like a fire shut up inside my bones. 
People were telling him, stop preaching. Stop telling people about your Lord. He said, I can't because it's like a fire shut up inside my bones. When the fire of God gets shut up inside your bones, it doesn't matter who's standing in front of you. It doesn't matter what sickness walks your way. It doesn't matter what bad report the doctor gave you. Amen. God will do something about it tonight. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's a fire that will change your life. I went down to the river. Oh, it's a church down in Florida. I'll tell you what, this man, he walks in the fire of God. Rodney R. Brown, he's a revivalist from South Africa. And he came, I love it, he said, the Lord told me I'm a missionary to America, which most, most Americans would laugh, but man, did we need that man. And I praise God for him. Thank, thankful for his obedience. And I had always heard about the baptism of fire, and I had experienced the taste of it back when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and I spoke in other tongues. And when this came on my life, I remember sitting here and they were praying for me. And just like the Bible says, there's a war between your flesh and your spirit. And they were praying over me in the spirit. And I could feel my whole body from the top of my head through my body. It just lit on fire. I started to sweat profusely. I didn't know what was going on. And they said, just let it come out. Let it come out. Let it come out. The overflow is here. Let it come out. And boom, I got like one syllable from my prayer language. And I was so happy. So confused, but so happy. But I knew that there was something supernatural that came on me that night, and it made me a different man. I was in a relationship uh, that we were compromising sexually at the time, and immediately, no one had to tell me. I just knew with everything inside of me, I had to get rid of it. I had to step away from it. It was time to go all in. I went, the first thing I did, I went back to my apartment. I sat in my shower on my knees, and I cried out to God, and I said, God, I've realized that I haven't been all in, and tonight I'm going all in. And I felt the power of God hit me in my shower. And when the power got, I just began to weep and weep and weep. And then that next Monday night, I went to a Monday night worship service. And I said, God, I felt the fire that you put inside of me. But I need more. I know there's more. I want more. Give it all to me. And it was like rivers of living water came out of my mouth. The power of God hit me again. And I began to bellow out in other tongues. And everything changed. That was the first taste of the fire that I had. And I knew that there was more. I had heard testimony after testimony after testimony of people having an encounter with the fire of God. And so I went seeking. Say seeking. seeking. I went seeking. I was hungry. Say hungry. hungry. There's a spiritual hunger that the fire of God will put inside of you. I think about what Paul told Timothy. He said, Timothy, stir up the gift that was put inside of you when I laid hands on you. There's something that comes inside of your spirit that you're responsible for stirring it up. And tonight, you can stir it up with me if you want. Amen? Yes. So I began to hunger. I began to stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. And I said, Lord, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm done with sin. I'm done with this. I'm done with that. I want more. I want more. And I sat in my apartment for three months and I read my Bible for hours and hours and hours. And I dragged other people in there. And I'd make them read it with me for hours and hours and hours. And people were getting born again. People were getting healed on campus. We were leading Christians to Jesus. It was amazing. That's a funny joke. <laughs> but I still knew that there was more. And we knew that as a team we were going to go down to the, to the river to this minister's conference a number of months ago. And I told the Lord I put a demand on it. See, it says in Matthew chapter 7, or Matthew chapter 5, chapter 7, Nick is ask, seek, knock, Nick, Nick, 7, never mind, Nick, forgot Stephen, you're okay. <laughs> See, anytime, if I don't know a scripture, I know Nick will have it, if Nick doesn't have it, Stephen will have it, we're good. Matthew chapter 7, it says, ask, and you will, 
receive, seek, and you will knock, and the door will be open to you. That word ask in the Greek is, uh, what is it? Keep on asking. And it's, it's almost more like put a demand on what's already yours. Put a demand on what's already yours. Now you say, demand something from God. Oh my goodness, I wouldn't demand anything from God. Don't, don't look at demanding things from God like that. Will and testament. The new will and testament. What have you been given in Christ Jesus? What's your inheritance? Put a demand on your inheritance. Ask what is already yours in the spirit. How do we access what's in the spirit? By our faith. We release our faith and we get all the spiritual blessings. And it talks about in Ephesians chapter 1, it says we've been given all spiritual blessings. How many? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Jesus said in John chapter 16, all that the Father has, I give to you. Because all that the Father has, he gave to Jesus. The Holy Ghost and your faith gives you access to what God has for you. And when you begin to walk in that authority, and you understand that as he is, so are you in this world. Nothing's impossible. And you'll be able to access your inheritance every single day. And I said, Lord, I know these truths, and I thank you for them. And I choose right now, and I went into a season of fasting and prayer before we went to the river. And I said, I'm putting a demand on what's already mine, and I'm getting it when I get down there. That's all. And I mean, obviously that sounds rough to be, to be harsh with God, but I just, I was serious. I put a demand on it. You, you think about people. If you study anything about revival, the John Wesleys, the Charles Finneys, the people that flipped this world upside down, Oral Roberts, all of these guys, they said, I knew there was more and I wasn't stopping until I got it. I think about A.A. Allen. He locked himself in a closet for days. He told his wife, don't let me out. Doesn't matter how much I yell. Doesn't matter how much I scream. Don't let me out until I get what I came here for. And she did it. And he got what he went there for. When you put a demand on God, when you mean business with God, God will mean business with you. Amen? So we went down to the river, and when we were down at the river, <laughs> I had been fasting and praying beforehand, and I knew what I wanted. I said, I want to be baptized in the fire, but not, not just the taste. I want the fire. I need the fire. And I'm down there, and, and I felt the Lord tell me to, uh, to sow certain things, not just Financially, but certain things that were near and dear to my heart, sacrificial givings that I was supposed to give to the Lord. See, it says in Hebrews chapter 7, this is why I love the tithe so much. It says in Hebrews chapter 7 that man receives the tithe and the offering here on earth, but it says God receives it in heaven. When we give, we give as if we're giving unto God. And so the Lord started to stir my heart. I want you to give sacrificially to me. Give, give. And I started to give, and I started to give. And I knew what I came here for, and suddenly... There was a, a lull in the service up there. And he was putting up an old clip of the revival sets that they had back in the 80s. And I sat there. And I said, God, I need your fire now. And as he put that video on, my whole body got hit with electricity. It was like I couldn't move. And I felt the heavens above my head open up. And it felt like liquid fire was pouring on my body. And I sat there and I couldn't move and I wept and I felt the fire of God hit my life. Every time that I thought there wasn't more, there was more. Anytime you think there's not more, there's more. When you think there's a lull in your spiritual walk, there's more. When you think you've ran out of revelation, there's more. Say more. There's always more. And I sat there and I knew I wasn't making it up because my friend next to me was getting hit too. And he was, oh, he was just getting rocked by the power of God. And I couldn't even move. I was just getting drenched in the fire. And ever since then, something changed. And it was like I could feel the fire of God. And you might be asking, why are you telling me this? 
Because what God put on my life, he told me to put it on yours. And if you're here tonight to receive the fire, you can get it tonight. Freely I've received and freely I'll give. Yeah, you can clap for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. This isn't, this isn't to boast. I just want to, I'm, I'm proving a point. I'm 24 years old. I got born again three and a half years ago. I got filled with the spirit two years ago. I'm very well aware, nothing that's happened in my life I could have ever done on my own. But I want to let you know, the Lord has graced me to reach 150 million people with the gospel. Through social media, in person, I've laid hands on the sick, they've recovered. I've watched demons be cast out of people. I've prophesied over people and their lives have changed. I know that God has put something on my life that I can give away. Or else I wouldn't be preaching like this. So good. And the proof that you guys are hungry for it is that you're here tonight. Oh man, that's special. There's, you can feel it when you preach. I don't know how many of you guys have ever had a microphone. But you can feel when there's a hunger in the room. When people actually want what you have. When people actually want what God's done in your life. You can feel it in the spirit. And all of a sudden I, I felt the heavens open above me. And this fire just pouring out of me. For probably 10 or 15 minutes. It was a supernatural encounter. I haven't had a ton. But one, that one rocked my world. And all of a sudden I came back here. And I remember the first time that we came back. I felt the Lord... Tell me that there was going to be something different when I preached and when I prayed for people. I didn't know what it was. You can ask my friends even a year ago the way that I would preach, the way that I would, that I would minister. It was much different than it is now. I didn't, I would just say it was different. There wasn't quite as much fire. And uh, all of a sudden I go up here and I preached and it was, it was fire, apparently. And we had a great result. People got born again and came up for the altar. And I went into the back and there was this young girl there. And she said, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I went to pray with her. And when I grabbed her hands, I could feel that same fire. And ever since that day, anytime I've preached, anytime I get my quiet time, anytime I lay hands on people, I feel the fire of God. And I, I, I remember it brings me back to William Branham. William Branham had an amazing miracle working ministry. And I mean, I've gotten prophetic words, obviously. Thank you, Christina. About things like that happening in my own life. And what a lot of people don't talk about is that if you look up old pictures of William Branham, there was a pillar of fire that followed that man everywhere he went. See, they shot pictures in black and white back then. So they have pictures of him standing when he's preaching or laying hands on the sick or prophesying or just out in public. And you can see a pillar of fire resting on his shoulder. And there's fire in his eyes. I think about all the times you read about fire in the Bible. Not only did God appear to Moses as a flame of fire to change a nation. What happened in Acts chapter 2? says the Holy Ghost filled the upper room and divided tongues as a fire fell on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. See, there were 500 people that Jesus said, go wait in that upper room. Only 120 went. You are that 120. I want you to know that. You're here tonight. You're that 120. Anytime that you're in a place like this, expect big things from God. This isn't just Taylor preaching. This isn't just Mike coming up and sharing. It's not just Jenna coming up and making sure you realize what Jesus really did for you. This is an atmosphere that makes it available for you to touch God. You think about Mark chapter 5 with the woman with the issue of blood. She wasn't even allowed in town. She was exiled. She was considered as a leper. But what did she hear? She heard Jesus was walking past her house that day. And someone said, Jesus is coming past your house today. If someone came up to you and said, Jesus is coming past your house today, would you 
get out. Oh, yeah. yeah, amen. You'd leave your house. Well, Jesus has come past your house today. When you get into an atmosphere like this, you have to believe that where two or three are gathered, there he is in their midst. That whatever you need from God, you get in this place. That's why you dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of your life. That's why you don't get to just come to church and sit here like this, like a lot of Christians do. And they don't say a word. They, they fill out a crossword puzzle while they're listening to a, a sermon, whatever it is. I'm not kidding. We hear stories like this all the time. All the time. There was a professor at, I won't share the name of the college, but there's only two here, so you can figure it out, one of them. There was a professor at college. And he was giving an explanation in one of his classes. And the explanation was something that he does when he's bored, like work on an art project. And what he said was, you know, if I'm ever bored, like in church. That's what he said. A professor at a Christian college. If you're ever bored in church, get the heck out of church. Get the heck out of church. You're never going to come here and be bored, I promise you. Right, Lowell? Amen. Because we yell at you too much. When the fire of God comes on your life, you'll never be a bored Christian. Why? Because there's two aspects to the fire of God. The Bible says that the fire came on them in the upper room and they went out and did mighty works, mighty signs, mighty wonders. But it also says that God is an all-consuming fire. It says that you're refined by fire. God's fire will refine you. There's areas in your life that might need to be checked out. There's areas in your, there might be secret sin that some things just get shoved under the rug. If you live in the fire, God will take care of it. God will burn it up. Think about the parable of the wheat and the tares. He said, should we tear out the tares suit? No, you'll damage the wheat. But in that day, they will be burned up. The tares in your life will be burned up if you give them over to Jesus. The fire of God has so many amazing facets to it. And Stephen reminded me as we were driving over here, Jesus is coming back. Amen. 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 Deep revelation. That's good. G and I'll preach on that in a second. Just track of time sometime. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, what's in his eyes? Fire. Fire in his eyes. See, there's something about a man. That when you're consumed with Jesus and who he is and what he wants to do on the earth, your hands become his hands. Your feet become his feet. Your words become his words and your eyes will become the eyes of Jesus. People will see the fire of Christ in your eyes everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. It's, you should see our group. It is funny. I know we're young. I know we're zealous. But I, I prophesy in Jesus' name it's never going out. The fire is never going to burn out. And when, when one of us gets a cold, if we get the sniffles, if one of us gets a headache or says they're walking funny or something, the, the fire that you see in people's eyes. When, if I hear someone on our team cough, you should see how quickly I snap my head. And I'm like, Megan, if you cough again, I'm casting that devil out in Jesus. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There's a fire that will come on you that will make you hate sickness. It will make you hate sin. It will make you hate disease. It will make you hate demons. And unless you hate these things, you'll never do anything about it. But God will come on your life with fire and make you hate the things of the devil. Thanks, Mike. Good word. Shekinah fire. Hey, one thing, too, what you're thinking there, Tatum, for any skeptics, I Google William Branham, and there's literally like multiple pictures with all flames of fire here above his head, like all over the place. 
pretty sweet. There's one picture, if you, if you keep looking where he's preaching, you can see flames of fire under his feet as he's on, the, as he's at the pulpit. There it is. It's remarkable. I'll share a story with you. Go to Hebrews chapter 1 if you would. As you're turning there, I'll share a story with you. There's a, Mike had mentioned it before, a good friend of ours. His name's Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Dude, just, yeah, anointed by God. Amazing. I love his obedience. He loves the Lord with all of his heart, and he's leaving an impact on America right now. He shares a story. He's a third, third generation evangelist. His grandfather got saved. He was an old coal miner, Polish coal miner. Or coal miner. And uh, when he got saved, he was just a fiery individual. I mean, number one, Polish people are just fiery. But number two, coal miners, I mean, they're just nuts. And so this guy was a fiery man of God. He didn't, like, I'll just put it this way. He got in fistfights after he was saved. So this dude was like, he's a fiery man of God. He didn't hold back. He was very rough, very unorthodox, but loved Jesus. And one time they were having a, an all-night prayer meeting because they needed revival in their church. And during this all-night prayer meeting, they had, like, a dozen calls by the fire department. And it's the same thing that they saw at Azusa Street. And all of a sudden, the fire department kept showing up and they say, hey, people keep calling us and they say there's fire on the roof. And he's like, dude, we're in here. If there was fire on the roof, we would know. And he'd walk out and he'd show the fire department and they'd look up and there was fire on the roof. They'd be having prayers and the fire of God would hit the building. There'd be fire on the roof. If you do revival studies, the fire would fall on buildings during the Azusa Street. The Azusa Street was probably one of the most powerful revivals that ever hit the planet. Yeah. I believe, what was the salvation count? Over 300 million people led to the Lord for that? 750 million. Over. Probably beyond a billion now. Probably beyond a billion now. Unbelievable. One of the greatest moves of God ever. But it requires a hunger and a move and a, a want, a desire to see the fire of God. And I love this about Jesus. Because Jesus has fire in his eyes. And obviously Jesus was a carrier of the fire of revival. Everywhere he went, there was revival. Now, some people might want to know, well, Taylor, what's revival? We've kind of covered what revival is. Revival is vibing what's, reviving what's already been vibed before. So the church that was once on fire for Jesus, you just go and you stoke the flames. People that were once on fire for signs and wonders and miracles, you go and you stoke the flames. People that were once on fire to see sin be gotten rid of, you go in there and you stoke the flames. That's what revival does. And this is the reason why Jesus was able to go and do that everywhere that he went. And the cool thing about the Bible is it says that all scripture is God-breathed and it's profitable for rebuke, for teaching, for edification, for your life. You can use the scripture and apply it to your life. It's written for you. It's about Jesus, but it's for you. God doesn't need his word. Jesus is the word. You need his word. Amen. So he wrote it for you. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. See, there was something about Jesus that even though he was full of grace, he was full of truth. And that grace and that truth on Jesus' life gave him mercy. So that he would say, if they didn't cast a stone and condemn you, I won't either. Go and sin no more. But Jesus was very adamant about living a holy life. He hated lawlessness and he loved righteousness. A key to living in revival is to hate wickedness and love righteousness. That there become, there's something inside of you that stirs that when even you're tempted to sin, you get mad at the devil. 
When something comes your way, you get mad at the devil. See, there's a lot of Christians that will spend the majority of their life saying, I'm in spiritual warfare, brother. And they go out and they fight demons all day. The Bible never said to go out and fight demons all day. The Bible said resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, if Christians understand their authority, you walk in it, you're not focused on the plans of the devil. You already know he's weak sauce. And when those plans come your way, you resist them. You say, no, this is what the word of God says. And when you resist the devil, you receive the fire of God in that area. So good. Every area, I should say. It's amazing. It's amazing. You'll, you'll realize it's so easy to live a life of revival if you're obsessed with the fire of God. If you're obsessed and hungry for new revelation every single day, you're obsessed and hungry to be purified, refined by fire every single day. Will it hurt sometimes? Yeah, get over it. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. And there's an anointing that comes on your life. As a matter of fact, put your hands up for me. Close your eyes. I want to prophesy in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord Jesus, I speak the fire of heaven over every individual in this building right now. Lord, anything in their life that needs burnt up, I burn it up right now in Jesus' name. Any spirit that came in here with them tonight leaves now in Jesus' name. Any area, whether their home, their workplace, their school, that they need a fresh outpouring of fire, I lose fire right now in Jesus' name. Fresh fire on everybody. Fresh oil on everybody. Father, I see them going up. I see you going higher. I see you going higher tonight. Everywhere you go, you're going to see increase in your life. The anointing of God on your life will allow overflow in all areas. Your marriage, your children, those of you that have prodigal sons, they come home now in Jesus' name. Those of you that have people in your family that need to be saved, they come home now in Jesus' name. God's going to get your family. God's going to get your loved ones. God's going to get your boyfriends, your girlfriends. Everyone that you need God to touch, he's going to get them in Jesus' mighty name. If you're with me, shout amen. 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 There's a bullseye for every service. The bullseye for this service is that you walk out with the fire of God. Amen. That you never walk into another church service half bored or with a crossword puzzle. But you know that even if the fire is not there, I'm there. So the fire is there. Everywhere you go, the fire is there. What happened in Acts chapter 2 when the, the tongues of fire came on their life? Immediately you see in Acts chapter 3, there's a lame beggar under the gate called Beautiful. And the lame beggar saw Peter and John. And he said, do you have silver? Do you have gold? And he said, neither silver nor gold do I have. But what I do have, what did he have? The fire of God. He said, what I do have, I give to you. Get up and walk in Jesus' name. He didn't ask if you would get up and walk. He didn't say if you feel like it. He said, get up and walk in Jesus' name. He spoke what God's will was for his life. The man got up and it says he went leaping, jumping, and praising with joy. And everybody was in awe. Because of the fire of God that was on their life. People will be in awe and they will come to watch you burn when you walk out of a service like this. Because the fire that's on your life. I know it because everywhere I go, people look at me very funny because of the fire that's on my life. You just wait till I go home one day. People are going to look at me and say, there's no way. There's no way you're full of it. But they're not going to be able to resist the fire. It's true. It's fun. It's, it is fun. It, but it's true. I think about Samson. I use this example a lot, but it's, it is so accurate. said that Samson, they would bind Samson up with ropes, new ropes. And when these new ropes would be put on Samson, the fire of God would come on him and they would burn up as of by fire. 
that the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing, say I'm anointed. I'm anointed. The same anointing that lives in you, the same anointing that's upon your life, came on Samson and birthed up the ropes. It doesn't matter what bondage might be in your life. It doesn't matter what might be holding you back or what might be holding your family back. That fire will burn it up in an instant in Jesus' mighty name. You know the story of the fire, I'm trying to think. Oh. Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. That's a good one. Mount Sinai. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I, I was thinking of like my own stories. But these are great stories too. These are great stories too. Man, I remember when that fire came on me. And it became so real. I say this a lot. The Bible, and maybe I should get into this because this is good. This is good. And then I'll lay hands on people. If anybody, if you need healing tonight, I want to let you know, Jesus is the healer. Jesus will heal you tonight. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's reoccurring and it's come back. It'll go tonight. Doesn't matter if there's a spirit that's been tormenting you. It leads tonight. Whatever you need in your life, a fresh infilling, when I lay my hands on you, consider it the point of contact, just like the woman did in Mark chapter 5. She said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. You know what's beautiful about that story is that every other healing, they were healed. But what was the difference? This woman was made whole. What's that word whole? I believe it's the word sozo, meaning completely healed, completely whole, completely refined, totally restored. See, everybody else, when Jesus went to them, when Jesus had to go to them, they were healed. But when that woman ended up getting up and she said, I'm going to Jesus, she was made whole. If you choose tonight to go to Jesus, you will be made whole in every area of your life. Amen. 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 Oh, the fire. Yeah. I had an encounter the other night. Seems like I'm sharing stories. I had an encounter the other night that changed my life. As many of these encounters with God will do. And it's been rapid. You see, you see it says in, the, in the, the book of Matthew chapter 24. No, Shannon, come back. Shannon. I'm just kidding. In Matthew chapter 24. It says that it will be like birthing pains. As the days of the Lord start to come. I haven't given birth much. But what I do know about birthing pains. Is that they don't get weaker and further apart. But contractions get more severe and closer together. And we've been witnessing that for the past couple of hundred years in this country. And we're seeing birthing pains in this nation and in this world right now. Now people might be saying, yes, Taylor, we've heard of wars and rumors of wars. We know there's been famines and earthquakes and this and that. We know all of this has been going on for a long time. Yes, but not at this rate. The things that we're seeing these days point to one and one thing only, that the Bible is true. That Bible prophecy is never once told a lie. That it's very adequate and that it's going to happen. And we can expect it. The other night I was laying in bed and it was unexpected. Most encounters with the Lord are very unexpected. I've only told one person this. But I feel like I need to share this tonight. Because there's something that happens where, oh, I heard somebody say this once. There could be a million people lined up for prayer with God. And he'll skip all of them just to get to the person that has faith. Just to get to the person that really believes, not just believes, but knows God will do it. Most people struggle because they know God will heal other people, but they don't think God will heal me. 
They know God will deliver other people, but they don't think God will deliver me. They know God will bless other people, but they don't think God will bless me. And when people get in that mindset, it causes your hunger levels to get down. Because you're like, that's great, I can impact other people, but what does it matter if it's not impacting me? And the other night I was laying in bed and I was thinking about this. And, and anyone that knows me, there's, when I talk, nothing comes out but Jesus. When I talk, nothing comes out but Scripture. I'll give you five seconds with a conversation. If you don't say anything that pertains to God, I'm out. Unless I'm trying to lead you to Jesus. And it's just true. It's how I live my life. When you get so consumed with Jesus, nothing else matters. We watched Madagascar the other night. Great movie. Great movie. And we're like, we're friends, so at least we can like make it biblical and we make biblical jokes as we watch it. But I realized anything outside of Jesus is a waste of my time. That was an hour and a half. I could have been praying in tongues. I could have been prophesying. I could have been reading my Bible. And I wasted an hour and a half of my time watching cartoons about lemurs. Yeah. And I'm laying in bed the other night. I'm just thinking about all this. I'm like, Lord, I want more. You can ask friends that have uh, slept near me. I preach in my sleep. I talk in tongues in my sleep. There's not a second of my day where I'm not utterly consumed with everything that God has for me. And as I'm laying in bed, getting ready to go to bed, I said, Lord, I just ask that your spirit would pray through me all night. I wake up rested, but you just gosh, I, 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 all night long, and I would love that. And all of a sudden, I turned my head over. When I turned my head over, it felt like somebody had a, an iron. We call it a, a branding iron. Is that what they put on cows? Yeah. I grew up in the city, kind of. <laughs> a branding iron. It felt like somebody had just taken a branding iron out of coal and stuck it to my forehead. And I laid in bed and I didn't move. And I had no idea what was going on, but I knew it was really holy. And it shook me to my core. Exactly how quiet you guys are right now is exactly how quiet I was. And I just sat there and I was like, what is happening? And I felt the Lord brand my forehead. To this day, I have no idea what it means. But it rocked my world. And for some reason, when I woke up the next day, I knew Jesus was coming a lot sooner than I thought. I knew Jesus was coming a lot sooner than other people thought. And so I started to preach on it. And Mike asked me to go preach at an FCA event uh, about a week or two ago. And guy gave his life to Jesus. He's from Germany. It was amazing. So cool. There's like a dozen of us, not even. And he stands up and when I, I finished preaching. And he just says, me, I want to give my life to Christ. He's going all in. We baptized him that, that same weekend. It was amazing. And then we had like a ton of other people. I had another baptism service the other night. Megan led someone to Jesus. She got to baptize someone. It was the first baptism. Was, this fire was just contagious. But when that thing hit my head, when the heavens opened above me at the river, when I had hands laid on me to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, there was something that I could never go back on. There's a line that you cross with Jesus that he'll never let you go back from. There's a, there's a sacrifice. There's something. For anyone that doesn't know my story, I left everything behind for what the Lord has for me. Everything. Everything. I didn't have much, but everything. Everything. And I had no problem doing it. And every day. And when you live your life like that, God will do nothing but take you further and take you higher and take you everywhere he needs you to be. And just like Mike said, the fire will hit. And guess what? When the fire hits, the snakes come out. They will. And that's deep. You might not know what I mean yet. But you'll know it. But that fire will make the snakes come out. And they'll bite you. But you'll be fine. 
And people will say, just like they said to Paul, surely the gods have come to us in the form of men. He said, no, 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 you have no idea about God. Let me tell you about a God. And he led the whole island in revival. And that fire led that whole island to Jesus. He laid hands on all the sick and they were all healed. Did you know he went to that island as a prisoner? He went to island on that ship in shackles. He walked off more rich than the king of that island. This isn't about material wealth. I'm just telling you. Everywhere you go, the fire of God will lead to increase in your life. And you might say, Taylor, I'm not seeing it. Well, tonight in Jesus' name, you're going to see it in your life. Tonight we choose to walk by faith and not by sight. And I want to share a couple things with you. Just some statistics of Bible prophecy. Most of us know Jesus really is coming back soon. Seismic activity in the earth with earthquakes. If you look it up in the past 10 years, there's been more earthquakes in the past 10 years than almost the past 2,000 years. Places like Indiana. Places like Utah. It says there will be earthquakes in diverse places. That means places where normally there's not earthquakes. Did you know that tsunamis used to be an occurrence that happened like every 500 years? Now they're happening like every 10 years or sooner. These things are happening. It says that nation will rise against nation. We're seeing worse racial tension in this world than ever before. It said it'll be like the days of Noah. The days of Noah were when they were messing with the bloodline. It says the gods of men, the heavenly angels, were coming down and finding that the women were beautiful and taking them as wives. They were messing with the bloodline of God. They were messing with genetics. You look at people today, they're making sheep people, they're making pig people, they're making sheep monkeys. They're like every, it's just whack. Said it'll be like the days of Lot. Where was Lot? Sodom and Gomorrah. What was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah? They were obsessed with homosexuality. Sodom and Gomorrah was so obsessed with homosexuality that when the angels came to deliver Lot, they said, give us those angels. We want to have sex with them. I know that might be deep, but it's the Bible. And Lot said, I'm willing to give you my daughters. Leave these men alone. What are we seeing in America right now? Did you know Lester Summerall prophesied about what's been happening in the 70s? In the 70s, the Lord said, leave the, leave the Philippines. He built the biggest church in the Philippines. He's leaving the island in revival. He says, go back home. America needs revival more than the Philippines. And he prophesied about what's happening today. He said, I see gay pride parades going through the streets. In the 70s, I wasn't alive. But some people in here can tell you, I won't point out who. Some people in here can tell you back in the 70s that that wasn't a thing. Homosexuality wasn't a thing in the 70s. It was very rare. It was like maybe just being entered through the hippie movement, but very rare. He said there will be homosexual parades going through the streets. And it's happening. We're seeing Bible prophecy come to pass. The Bible said that the word had to be spread to all nations. Did you know that 91% of the languages in the world have been translated for Bible? The Bible's been translated in 91%, if not more, of the languages in the world now. Almost the entire world has heard the gospel. That 1040 window, I know Stephen's going there. That 1040 window is one place that needs to be reached, but it'll be reached very quickly. There's a revival coming, a flood coming, and you get to be a part of it here in Northwest Iowa. There's a flood, a revival coming that's going to sweep a billion soul harvest, and then Jesus will be coming. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour, but it's soon. It's even at the gate. Jesus said, when you see these things start to happen, know that it's the beginning. Do not fear because these things must happen, but know that I am even at the gate. Jesus is even at the gate. Cheyenne, I know you said you had some music. Would you mind putting that on as we go into a moment of, of ministering?
Thank you. Did you guys get something tonight? Now, yeah, I want to lay hands on people because I believe in the power of laying on of hands. The Bible said you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You cast out devils, you cleanse the leper, you raise the dead. That's what a Christian does. You go read Hebrews chapter 6, those are considered elementary doctrine. That always kind of made me laugh. But there was something that got inside of Timothy when Paul laid hands on Timothy. And he was a young man, and he was able to walk in what Paul was able to walk in, to, to fill the footsteps of Paul, that he would even recommend Timothy, that he would even write about Timothy. Because Paul knew what he had received when he laid hands on him. I know that I can lay hands on people tonight and the same fire that's been put on my life will go with you everywhere you go if you're willing to just reach out and grab it. There's impartation that happens not only by the preaching of the word, but by the laying on of hands. There's something that comes on people's life that will shake a nation. See, if we want to shake a nation, we got to shake this building. Once we shake this building, we'll shake this city. Once we shake this city, we'll shake this county, we'll shake this state, then we'll shake this nation. God's the God of increase. When we're faithful with the little like we've been, he'll give us more. So before we do that, if everybody would get up on your feet. If there's anybody in here right now, you need healing in your body, I just want you to come forward, I'm going to pray for you. I'll lay hands on you, the Lord will heal you. Amazing. 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 So good. All right, there's a lot of people. This is what we're going to do. How about everybody come over here? We're going to line up. And what I want, we're going to have the people that need to be healed first. If you could just line up here and then we'll line up around the building. I'm going to stand over here. And as I stand right here, as you guys come through, I'm just going to lay hands on you one at a time. And I wish we had lights because I'd love to see everybody's face. But that's okay. As I lay hands on you, I want you to release your faith. Can we turn this up a little bit, Shane? Just to really get in the spirit. You know, the Holy Ghost doesn't move without music. I'm just kidding. As I lay hands on you, I want you to release your faith. There's something that happens when you release your faith for what God's put on somebody's life. If you release it, you'll catch it. I released my faith down in Tampa, Florida. And when I released my faith, I got a piece of what God had put on somebody's life. So anybody that wants hands laid on them, you can join the line, and anybody that walks through, I'm going to lay hands on you. I'm going to call the fire of heaven on you. You're going to receive your healing as you walk through, and you're going to receive a personal revival in your own spirit. In Jesus' name, come on. What do you need healing for? Quickly. Neck? Okay. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I release a healing anointing in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the very soles of your feet, a fresh fire on your life. Full healing. Neck be straightened. Any spirit of infirmity be gone right now in Jesus' name. Oh, fresh fire. Thank you, Lord. Fire on your life, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're back. Still hurt me? Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, all the way down her body, back, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the very soles of her feet, Lord, all the way through her body right now, I release the healing anointing. In Jesus' name, be healed right now, Lord. Right now, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Fire on our life, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, right now we command 
a miracle in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for a miracle right now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, give it. Full healing right now in Jesus' name. All the way up his back. Brand new spine in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this woman of God. And Father, right now, not only full healing in her face, but full healing in her heart. Father, fresh fire on her life right now in Jesus' name. I release whatever you put on me all over her right now in Jesus' name. With the grace, the fire of heaven, the anointing of God on her life in Jesus' name. Full healing all through her body. Might the fire of God baptize you fresh tonight. A fresh fill her up, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. After the healing, we'll go rapid fire. Healing and boldness. Father, I thank you for full healing all the way down Josh's back right now. Thank you, Lord, for full healing all the way down Josh's back right now. Lord, a fresh infilling of boldness, the same way, Father, that when your fire came on Peter, that boldness filled this life. Everybody was in awe and they wondered. They said, who are these uneducated men that walk with such authority? And they saw that they had been with Jesus. Lord, as he spends time with you, I pray that your same boldness, your same authority, not only that you put on my life, but that you walked in on this earth, release it into his spirit now in Jesus' name. Full healing, full fresh fire in Jesus' name. Fresh oil on his life. Thank you, Lord. Father, fresh fire from the top of his head through his body right now. Oh, you're going to feel the Lord come on you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost, fill him up. Fill him up, Lord Jesus. Fresh fire, Lord. The gift of evangelism. Give him boldness. Give him authority. Let him know your word and your spirit. Everywhere that he goes, Lord, he'll lead people to you. I see doors opening in your life. Doors, they're going to be little doors at first. God's going to give you amazing opportunities to share the word with people. It might start with one, and then it'll lead to two. And as you build up confidence and faith, it'll lead to more and more and more. It'll just be increased, and more and more will come. God will give you only what you can handle, but as you progress in that, He'll lift you up. He'll multiply you. He'll give you more. I feel a fresh fire coming on your life now. Any fear that has touched you before, it leaves in Jesus' name. Never to come back, and I fill you with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, fill every gap that needs to be filled by you in Jesus' name.
to see this mouthpiece for you. God will use you as a mouthpiece. To people from different nations, might be people of different races, people from different towns. There's people in your life that don't know Jesus. God will use you. Spiritual fire. Lord, I pray right now, Holy Ghost, fill him up. Touch his life. Put a hunger in his belly the same way you did for me. You're going to feel a burning sensation through your body. You're going to feel tingly. There's going to be something that touches you right now. It's the Holy Spirit and fire. Father, the same fire that you put on my life, I release it now in Jesus' name. Everywhere you go, Father, I anoint these hands in the name of Jesus, that he would lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Lord, I anoint his lips the same way you did to Isaiah in chapter 6. Father, I pray that, that you would touch his lips with a burning coal of fire. That he carry your fire everywhere he goes. Holy Ghost, fill him up. Touch him now. Baptize him fresh. Fresh fire in Jesus' name over his life. Lord, I pray for a fresh fire in Jesus' name. Oh, a fresh fire. Your shirt says relentless. As you relentlessly hunger after the Lord, this fire will only increase. It might start small as it has before, but God adds to it today. As you stoke the flame, as you relentlessly seek the Lord, says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, those that diligently seek Him, they, oh my goodness, I feel so much for the Lord. Sheesh. got a great call on your life. It's impossible to please him without faith. He's a rewarder of those who diligently see him. This fire that's going to come into you now, it will unlock the gift of faith that's been in you all along. This same faith will be given to so many people as you distribute it in Jesus' name. Everywhere you go, you will have great faith. Stay in this fire. I know you can feel it, because I can feel it. Oh, this fire is good. Press into this fire in Jesus' name. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, 
Any plan that's come against his life, I cancel it in Jesus' name. Any blueprint that the devil had to come against him, to stumble, to stop him from being an evangelist to the nation, I cancel it in Jesus' name. Lord, seal him in your Holy Spirit, protect him, make him a man of the secret place. Leo, you'll be a man of the secret place in Jesus' name. Father, might the fire of heaven come on him now, all the way from the top of his head through his feet, that the fire of revival would birth inside of his bones, even now. That even as he grows into a young man, he'll be a man that carries the fire of God everywhere he goes. That Mike will be a blessing as a husband and as a father for his life. But soon, Leo will be the blessing. Soon, that Lord, the children will be the blessing. As they grow up, Leo, the same fire that's on your shirt, the same joy that you carry right now, just as a young boy, you'll carry in ministry. constantly be being filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll be in a season of refreshing all the time in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Jesus' name. 
a double portion of the gift of evangelism, the gift of teaching, an apostolic mantle, a prophetic movement in his life, Lord. Even the gift of shepherding in Jesus' name. Father, whatever you put in him, I pray you increase it now, a double fold. The same way that he's been faithful in his marriage, I pray you increase the joy, increase the love, increase the blessing, increase the anointing all the way through his body, Lord. That even in his secret place, he feel you just as he does when he preaches. Even as he preaches, he feel you just as he does, the great men of God. Lord, I pray right now that the fire of heaven hits his spirit like never before. In Jesus' name. All the way through his marriage, Lord. All the way through his marriage, Lord. Everything you put on him, throw it on shame. And even more, Lord, just to keep him humble. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I thank you for the hunger you've already put in Cassidy. You know, Cassidy, to be around people that aren't as hungry as you. And to keep this hunger like this, God is so pleased. God is so delighted in your heart. The way that you seek to be in His presence. The way that you seek to please Him in your relationships. God is so delighted in you. And there's nothing you could ever do to make Him love you less. Or make Him love you more. He just loves you. Father, any, any ropes that have been put on her by the enemy, I burn them now in Jesus' name. I say right now that she has the best six months she's ever had in the name of Jesus. Any plan that the enemy's come to take anything out of your life, it's restored today in Jesus' name. Just as God did with Job, he gave him twice what the devil had taken. And he lived 140 years extra just to rub it in the face of the devil. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that double what's been taken from her by the enemy is given back in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, the same fire you put on my life, I release it now onto Cassidy to burn up, to refine, and light on fire so that others watch it burn in Jesus' name. Sword of the Spirit will cut down every lie of the enemy. 
there's a great increase in faith and revelation that's coming upon your life today in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, I pray for a fresh fire, the same fire that she experienced last night, but even more, Lord, that it would course through her body now in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, fill her up. Fill her up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and honor to walk alongside the man of God. I know you've allowed him to feel the fire, but I pray for more. Even more, Lord. Even more, Lord, I see Isaiah 58. As you press into the, the true fast that you've been pressing into, there's, there's faith that's wavering. Just because of all the options, obviously. Keep going. True fasting will take you to levels in the spirit that other people aren't able to get to on their own. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I prophesy an increase, like quickening in the spirit as he presses into his fasting and his praying. Thank you, Lord, that as we spend time with you, you rub off on us. This time you've spent with the Lord is only increased in anointing. It's only increased in anointing. There's times where you're like, is it paying off? It's paying off. There's something that's going to just love. Lord, I release the gift right now of memorizing scripture and the gift of preaching in Jesus' name. Lord, that it would fall up and out of his spirit like never before. Thank you, Lord, that he already has a hunger and a fire to lead people to Jesus. But even more, Lord. 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 Fire on his life, Jesus. All the way through his core, like a fire shut up inside his bones. I just see these, these cloaks, these mantles coming on your life. It's not just one like Elijah threw on Elisha, but there's more. It seems like it hasn't been the time yet because there's more. God can't put you somewhere unless he fully equips you, but he's in the process. There's just more. There's just more. He's just saying, there's just more. Just give me some time. There's just more. God wants you out there more than you want to be out there. There's just more. Thank you, Lord, that we don't sell you short. Thank you that every time we think there can't be more, there's more. And Lord, I declare more over Joshua's life in Jesus' mighty name.
God's going to do with your son. Trust me, he's going to, he says, I'm going to do a mighty work in your son, David. But I didn't give you the name David so that I could do a minor work. You're a king, a royal priesthood. You've been anointed with my spirit. You've been called for more. There's nothing in somebody's past that can hold them back from the love of Jesus. What man can't do in a hundred years, God can do in one year. I feel such a quickening coming on your life now. You stay in the atmosphere of the anointing, it'll get on your life. Father, I release the fire of heaven on his life now in Jesus' mighty name. Holy Ghost, a fresh infilling now. A fresh revelation now. A fresh fire now. A holy boldness to consume Everywhere you go then. You will be the reason why God brings your son places you can never see him going. You'll raise him up in the ways of God and he will not depart from him in the name of Jesus. That same fire that comes on your life, a double portion will go on his life. God's blessings go a thousand generations. You get a taste, but he gets more. You get some of it, he gets all of it. You get all of Jesus today. There's nothing holding you back. And there's nothing you've ever done that held God back. Never. That little rubber is going to be anointed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Judah was sent first. 
Worship the way you worship God as a lifestyle. It will make the enemy flip out. They will kill each other. Thank you, Lord, for increase. Increase in all areas. In Jesus' mighty name. demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost in his life. 
that he'll be somebody that walks in the power. There will be no stronghold that comes against him that's too mighty in Jesus' name. Fire on his life too. In the name of Jesus. I just feel you being a knower. Like you know what you want. Because you know what you want, you get what you want. I think about the story. When Jesus shares, if a friend comes to you at midnight and knocks on your door, and he's seeking something, how long can he knock before you just finally give it to him? God's so delighted in the way that you knock. And you keep on knocking. See, sometimes people knock, and God doesn't open the door soon enough so they turn away. You're not somebody that turns away. See, there's some people that might not see things in their natural eyes so they turn away. You're not like that. You have a faith, a deep faith in you that some people might not even realize. But there's something in you that knows that the door will open. And so you knock. And you keep knocking. Father, right now in Jesus' name, what he's been knocking for, I release it. Your word says we've been given all spiritual blessing. That blessing he's looking for, I release it. Father, you said in your word, anything that you loose in heaven, you'll loose on earth. Lord, we loose the blessing of God in Jesus' name. The gift of preaching in Jesus' name. The ability to scan the room and prophesy in Jesus' name. Father, gifts of healing in Jesus' name. Deliverance in Jesus' name. That all these gifts come upon you now. As you go forward, you trust. You're the hands of God. You are a part of the body. Jesus will use you. You've been anointed. It starts with one. One will lead to two. Two will lead to four. Four will lead to eight. And it will multiply and multiply and multiply until it is the multitudes in Jesus' name. Lord, I release the fire of heaven on his life. Lord, in Jesus' name right now, I command this right knee to be healed. Fully healed right now in Jesus' name. Any spirit of infirmity, I bind you, I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Full healing right now. I release it all the way through his body. And Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I release that fire of heaven on Reed's life. As you go deeper, you'll only go deeper. I see you do have a deep well inside of you. A deep well inside of you. You keep going in that well. The same way that you prime a water pump, you keep priming that well, and you won't even believe what's in that well. It says in Ephesians chapter 3 that all the fullness of God would dwell in you. God's fullness lives in you. It's a never-ending supply of the Spirit of God. You keep pulling it out. You keep pulling it out. You keep pulling it out. Every time you think there's no way this gets deeper, you keep going deeper. You keep pulling it out. As you keep pulling it out, you'll be so, I just see these jewels coming up out of this. These jewels, these rubies, these massive jewels. These will be revelations in your life. There's going to be things in your life, read, that you grasp 
Some people don't understand that you can't pay for revelation. But revelation is what changes your life. See, there's healing ministers. There's deliverance ministers. There's people that grabbed something. They saw something in the word and they knew that it was real and it was alive and it was for them. You're going to be the same way. You keep grabbing these jewels and as you grab these jewels, they will become a reality in your life. Faith is not believing what you see, it's seeing what you believe. As you grab these jewels, they will become reality in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lord, I pray for a fresh drink. Just feel you need a fresh drink. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing woman of God. See, I hear the word faithful. You've been faithful to God. You've been faithful to me. You've been faithful to our group. You've been faithful to your family. Sometimes that's a word that not many people use very often. But you're faithful. This is going to sound like one of my very deep revelations, but the word faithful is full of faith. You're a faith-filled woman, man. Which means even mountains woman. Doesn't matter how big, doesn't matter how many, doesn't matter how long it takes, they will move. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name you take her deeper than she ever thought she could go. I see you carrying this big rock, jumping into the ocean. When I lived in Hawaii, we used to take these big rocks and we would try to skip across the floor of the ocean. But eventually you get to a, a bottom that's so deep you can't go any deeper. But you'll go deeper. You hang on to the rock, the cornerstone. That cornerstone will take you deeper. Deeper and deeper and deeper. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I prophesy that you take her deeper. Her eyes are open, deeper, deeper, deep, deep wells, deep crying unto deep. Quiet times are deeper. This new season in your life, so much depth, people will marvel. Your parents will be shocked. Your friends, me, will be shocked. People will be shocked at the depth that starts to spew out of your mouth. So prophetic, I see an increase. You've been so faithful in the gift of the prophetic. This, the people, the individual conversations you have with young women, God sees them. Not everybody sees them, but God sees them. And because God sees them, he increases that for you. You went to one, so he'll give you two. And because you go to the small crowds, he'll give you many. And because you've decided to wait on him for the right time to step out and really begin preaching, he's so proud of you. You don't act without consulting him. You don't act without confidence. You're not rambunctious. But you're faithful. And even though it seems like, you know what? Maybe I waited too long. You did. Those that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. Then they will run. You know why they run? Because you catch up real quick. Other people just ran and ran and ran. They didn't wait on the Lord. You waited on the Lord, and not only will you run, you'll pass them. You'll pass us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Look like you're going to come again.
to a guy I don't even have to touch it. Just open your heart right now. Imagine you've got hands in your heart to receive. Holy Ghost, fill her now in Jesus' name. Lord, the same fire you put on my life, I release it now in the name of Jesus. There's a fresh fire coming on your life today. I see these numbers ticking. Massive numbers just ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking. Like they never stop. They just keep ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking. Keep speaking. The numbers will keep ticking. See, there's people in your life that are impacted by you and they don't even know you personally. But they've heard your name. They've heard what you've done in somebody else's life. You were there for them and because you were there for them, they know you'll be there for them. They'll reach out to you. People will start to reach out to you. And as these people start to reach out to you, God will use you to minister to them. Lord, I pray right now for the fresh baptism of fire on Taylor in Jesus' name. I see this belt around your waist. And I think about the armor of God. The Bible says it's the belt of truth. There is truth in you, Taylor. This belt of truth around your life will keep you on the straight and narrow. See, Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's something about truth that makes people free. Free people, free people. This truth in your life will set people free. Even the people closest to you, when you said, God, I don't know what else to do. God, I don't know how else to pray. God, I don't know what else to say. The truth will set them free. And Lord, I declare that over her life. Anoint her lips fresh tonight in Jesus' name. about when, when the Israelites left Egypt. It said that and there were none feeble among them. Father, right now in Jesus' name I release full healing through her body. Full restoration through her body. As you wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to have energy like you've never felt before. It's almost going to be tough to sleep, but in a good way. There's going to be such a hunger that comes on you now. I just see you reading your Bible when it almost seems like a silly time to read your Bible. You've got your hands full. There's things going on, but yet you make time to read the Bible. I feel the Lord's heart for you now. So Lord, right now I pray for special fire. You know you've got more for her. I release it now in Jesus' name. Lord, the gift to evangelize, even in the hard places, even in the small places, as she walks into a room, Lord, I release the anointing onto her right now. The same anointing that draws people, the same favor, the same grace that draws people to me. Lord, draw people to her that she might lead them to Christ in Jesus' mighty name. And over her whole family. All the devils, Lord, I call them blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. 
nice thing. Lord, this big decision, I pray for clarity for Max. I just hear the word honor for you, Max. Make the decision based on how to honor God the best. When we honor God, He honors us. He says in the Bible that those that seek Him in the secret place, He will honor them in the open. Max, I see you being someone that seeks God in the secret place. As you seek God in the secret place, He'll honor you in the open. Lord, right now in Jesus' mighty name, I release the anointing unto Max. That any time the weapon of the enemy comes against him, it will never prosper. No plan against him will ever prosper. No spirit coming against his life will ever prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray you put a hunger in him that he's never had before. The same hunger you put in me, I release it into Max right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Is everybody with you? Or is it just you guys? Just you three? think about what's coming to me now. The Lord says that he exalts the humble. He exalts the humble. There's not an ounce of pride in your life. I call you exalted in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the spirit of revival. I release it now. See, I release it not only into the church that you're helping to manage, but I also release it into your family, into your household, into your children. See, revival starts with us. Because revival started with you, it hits your marriage, it hits your family, it hits your four walls. Revival in areas that are even too private to talk about in church. Every area of your life, private and public, will experience revival in Jesus' mighty name. See, there's people that have been hard-headed. There's been hard-headed people in your life. That you know there's more and you try to say, hey, there's a little bit more here. But they're skeptical. It's like they're happy. They're stuck in their ways and they're okay with it. And you know, you know what? Hey, they're going to heaven and that's great. But there's more. There's more. There's more. I feel right now the Lord is putting the fire on you that will melt hard hearts. Fire on you that will melt hard hearts. Even the hardest hearts. The fire he's put on me, he puts on you in Jesus' name. Every heart will melt. Thank you, Jesus, for this man. Amen. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name 
increase in the gift of worship. Father, I got to experience what you put on Sean Floyd's life. Whenever I caught there, I release it now. A mighty worshiping warrior in Jesus' holy name. Anoint his fingers now for the ivories. Anoint his mind, the mind of Christ. I pray for increase, rapid increase for the gift of the piano all the way through you. Even as you start to spend time with Jesus in the secret place, you play that piano, you let it rip. From this day forward, God anoints you with the gift of worship. The gift of worship. When you play the piano, the anointing will fall. The same way when David played the harp and tormenting spirits left, you will play the piano and evil spirits will scream and leave. You will usher in the presence of God in Jesus' name.
you talk. <laughs> Obviously. But I just hear the word height. There's heights for you that you don't even understand. There's heights for you that God has taken you to. That you think you're not ready for, but you're so ready for. The doubts in your heart. They leave now in Jesus' name. Any plan of the enemy against your life, it leaves now in Jesus' name. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. And I call you blessed to go up and up only higher. From glory to glory and victory to victory and strength to strength in the spirit. As you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. See, the thing is, is when we resist the devil, we draw near to God automatically. And as we draw near to God, the closer we get to God, the harder it is for the devil to even get to us. What the devil has been planning in your life leaves today. And it will be so easy going forward to resist the devil. He'll pop up and you'll laugh at him. The same way that it says in the book of Psalms that God sits on his throne and laughs at the plans of the enemy. You will laugh at the plans of Satan in Jesus' mighty name. I see water coming onto your eyes. Just water washing your eyes. And you're going to be like, wow, I thought I saw before, but I see now. There's going to be sides of God that you see going forward from this place that you didn't even think were there. Areas in your life where you thought, I didn't think God was working there. He's been working the whole time. And it's going to bring you peace that surpasses all understanding. God has great heights for you. You will soar in the spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen.
practice the presence of God. And Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, I command full healing in his knee. When you get your MRI, I call your knee healed in Jesus' name. The steel rod's gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for fire on his head now. Oil on his body now. In Jesus' name.
what God has done in your life, refresh me. And we loose it now in Jesus' mighty name on this life. Amen. Lord, right now, full healing over this ankle. In Jesus' name. Ankle, be healed. Any swelling, go down right now in Jesus' name. Full healing. I feel the warmth on you right now. Childlike faith, you're an easy receiver. Right there, the Lord's healing you. I feel it. Thank you, Jesus. Full healing. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, your shirt says rhino. You like rhinos? You ever seen a rhino? Stephen has. <laughs> it says in Psalm 92, You've exalted my horn and given me fresh oil. You know, there's horns on rhinos. In the Bible, they would put the anointing oil in the horn. And they would use the horn to dump the oil onto those who were anointed. So, Lord, I pray anointing over this young man now. That the horn of oil would be ever fresh in his life in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not always good for God to move in a month or two months or a year in your life. Even though you've always known and you've always hoped. God, I know you'll do this. God, I know you'll move here. God says, Cheyenne, I'll move now. If not now, then when? I'll move now, Cheyenne. You don't have to wait. I'll move now. I see God moving now in your life. I see God moving now in your life. I don't know the specifics. I just know I see God moving now in your life. What you experienced a number of months ago took you by surprise. God's good at that. I see God moving now in your life. See, I see this mighty gust of wind. It'll be easy for you. Those things you're pressing into, you'll have this gust of wind behind you in Jesus' name. The Holy Ghost will come behind you as a gust of wind. He'll make it easy. He'll make it quick. Everything will be faster. Everything will be greater. It'll be anointed. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I call things quick and easy in her life. Thank you for moving in her life. Thank you for the secret prayers that you hear. Those little things that sometimes we think God doesn't care about that. He does. 
You'd be surprised. He does. Thank you, Lord, that you care about the little things. Thank you, Lord, that you care about the people that most people don't pray about. Cheyenne, you have a heart that prays for people that some people don't pray for. And God is so in love with that aspect of you. The same way that you get overwhelmed for those that some people pass over. God said that I get overwhelmed for you. Things will be quick. If not now, then when? God will move now in your life. Thank you, Lord, for moving and shines life in Jesus' mighty name. Well, if everyone can stand up, I want to pray for everybody. Just a blessing before I give it to Mike. Did you guys get something out of tonight?